What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cube Podcast, episode number 57. 57. Yeah, I said Good things Q come podcast. to those that... Wait. Yes. I just made I, a ketchup I, joke. I don't know. Oh. oh. <laughs> I, there's nothing Mine's else left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Like Keep going. That. I remember those Did I just derail the show already? No, no, no. You're fine. Because I remember those commercials where you just... The Put it upside down. Yeah. But I'm like, why is that a selling point? No. you got to go in there with a knife and get it out. That's yeah. not a selling point. It's not. My burger's not going to be hot by the time the exactly. ketchup... Exactly. Yeah. Like, they sat there forever... With the thing upside mm-hmm. down, I'm like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's a good. That was a good. Thank you. Though, I, yeah. Uh, this week uh, was a great week. Uh, great show. We had a lot of fun. Uh, cosplayer Cheyenne Jazz Wise with one Z. One Z in the jazz. Uh, yes, was uh, in, and we had a great time talking with her about her cosplay, um, her life during cosplay in terms of uh, discrimination, things that she's gone through, which her, her feelings on that are. Uh, we talked a little horror. Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to come back to that one. We kind yeah, of... uh, we're definitely going to have to uh, come back to that. And, uh, of course, her, her charity as well um, that, that she's going to talk about, uh, which is very important. Uh, so please keep uh, that in mind when you're listening to it. And she'll give all her information at the end of the show uh, for that. But, um, yeah, it was a good time. Super fun show. Super cool person. We're going to have to have her back in. Definitely have her back. Yeah. Here's what's funny about it is that we're recording this and she's looking at me right now. Yeah. So I'm trying not to talk shit about it. She's right here. It's, it's, it's one of the more awkward Mm -hmm. things and I'm not looking at her when Mm -hmm. I'm saying Mm -hmm. this, I'm looking at you, Mm -hmm. but she's looking at me right now. I can feel it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, episode. She has this weird thing with her eyes. Yeah. Like she's got one eye on each of yeah. us. It's, 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 it's impressive, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. glass? <laughs> yeah, there you go. It is glass. She put it on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, what is it? Uh, a piece of eight. Uh, no, just me? No. Pirates of the Caribbean with the guy with the wooden eye, and it was actually one of the pieces of eight that they oh, had. Oh, no. I know what you're talking about now. Yes. I was thinking of uh, Dark Crystal with the girl. She has an eye she says down sometimes. That's what oh, I was going. Oh, no. Dark Crystal. Olga. That's an old one. I don't even, I haven't seen that one anytime recently. But All right. Go ahead, please. Let's Excuse get to the show. Let's do the show. Episode number 57 with Cheyenne Jazz Wise streaming now. Jeremy, hit the music. Let's do this. Hold on the button. That's awesome. That's what we do. Yeah, that's literally what the show is designed. The next 60 minutes is all yours. Feel free to dance to the song. If you feel it, if not, you won't be offended by it. Um, I think that one of the, the first things that I want to get into, though, is like you were talking about your family background. And so I want to I want to get into that. Like we can do that. Yeah. Music so where, where are you from? Um, so I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, originally, mm. not West Philly. You were born. No. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> go there. Yeah. You, you know that's happened way too many times when she has to throw mm. that caveat yeah. in there. I, well, there's yeah. that one, and then I get a lot of "Was it always sunny there?" Now, and I'm like, mm. Oh, I didn't even think to go there. Me neither. Uh, yep. Me neither. It's I like I don't even it's like to the point that I won't watch the show now because I'm like, No, it's not always sunny. Leave well, me alone. Right. right. Like, it's unfortunate, but yes. <laughs> See, I thought that being from Vegas came with it. It's stereotypes and it's kind of misconceptions. Like when you tell somebody like you're from Vegas and it's like, oh, well, you know, what casino do you live in? Or like, is right. it, you know, are there like banks there and schools? And it's like, yeah, it's more than just the one goddamn street. But, you know, I'm sort of still guilty because when people ask me where I live, I'm like, oh, by the Aliante. So I do associate where I live by the closest casino just because I feel it's easier to get my point across to you. Fair enough. But you're not saying you live at the or in the Aliante. Sometimes I do. You know what I mean? Like so <laughs> I'm, not, I, I, I'm just saying that because I think it's, it's good for me to see that there's people from other places that 
yeah kind of have deal with the same You're shit like, shut up yeah, yeah exactly it's definitely and because philadelphia is in a place that's like known for that many things so mm-hmm. it's like the two three things people know you're like okay right yes we're the cradle of liberty we can talk about that yeah but, but like, let's, let's talk about cheesesteaks <laughs> um yeah yeah i i i love cheesesteaks don't get me wrong and part of the reason I love them is because I didn't realize how much I liked them until I couldn't get a good one. Because I went to boarding school for high school mm. and was living out of state and would want a cheesesteak and couldn't get one. And people were always like, oh, have you been to this place? They have really authentic cheesesteaks. And I'm like, no, they don't. Right. Well, <laughs> for a com- well, okay, so the pinnacle of cheesesteak for me, and I have never had one outside of Vegas really, is, mm-hmm. is Capriati's. I think that's like the best cheesesteak here. But like, what is a good cheesesteak? I don't so, even know. Pops is good. I, on- I haven't yeah. had that. Um, a good cheesesteak, the thing that most people get wrong is the bread is very specific. It has to be an Italian roll, like a very specific kind of bread okay. that apparently I'm like, I'm like, I know there are Italian people other places right. in this country. Right. I don't understand this. Um, but that's that's one of the big ones. The beef has to be sliced thin while it's still frozen. It has to be that like chipped sliced mm. beef. Yeah. And most of the time, people don't do that right. And it's, it's very specific. Oh. It's very it's specific. it's very specific. Like people in Philadelphia, I definitely want to check it out. Right. I feel the same thing when I talk to New Yorkers about their pizza. Like I, yeah. I've had New York style pizza, but I don't right. get what's so. And in Chicago, oh, yeah, oh definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Pizza. Now you're oh, all you've also lived in Chicago. I went to college in Chicago. Yeah. All right, so you know about you. I assume that you've had some. I Chicago have had. Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have, and had several friends that were Chicago natives that took it very seriously. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? The I pizza get it. should be taken very seriously. Let's oh, be honest. Absolutely. I'll, cu- I'll cut some of them. Don't. Okay. That's very true. <laughs> With a pizza cutter. <laughs> Just slice them. Yeah. <laughs> That's the That's worst. That's true. I do have one that's shaped like a chainsaw at home. So. Oh, that's so cool. That shaped works. like a chainsaw. Yeah. Is that like a little button fantastic. that makes it go? I wish. Like That'd batteries. be so cool. No, I, I have this thing where, because I cosplay a version of Ash from Evil I was going to say Ash, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I like anything that's like chainsaw themed, I have to like hoard it. I have a, a like I have a couple of friends that all do ashes together. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's kind of become our like right. brotherhood of the ash. Do you do Bruce Campbell Ash or do you do the newer Ash? I do. Um, from the new movie. Bruce Campbell Ash, but I do like a pinup version. Okay. Um, so I do like I have short shorts. They say groovy on the back yeah bruce campbell stuck a 20 dollar bill in my cleavage at comic-con two years ago that's, now that's pretty cool good for him it was the best moment of my life that's way yeah. cool did <laughs> you picture with him though yeah well, that's rad basically um i went because they had the ash versus evil dead booth and this was like the one year someone had an extra ticket to comic-con right it's impossible to get in a yeah. San comic-con now Seriously. but like a friend was like oh if, if you drive me up you can have this extra ticket i was like get in the car yeah. Um, <laughs> right. And I knew that they were gonna have the booth there, so I was like, "Well, I want to wear it to go and take pictures because I knew they were gonna have the, you know, Ash's trailer and stuff." Mm-hmm. And I have my little because I have a chainsaw purse. I don't do a chainsaw hand, but you know. Still. Oh, I was gonna ask that. Okay. Yeah, I do a chainsaw purse. It's like very specifically kind of the thought process is like you know how Iron Man has those like Iron Manettes, mm-hmm. like that, yeah. but for Ash. That's, that, that's kind of the costume. Oh, uh, like the uh, the dancers. Yes. From Iron Man. Yes. Too, from the, um, uh, the Stark Expo. Yeah. yeah. And I'd taken, like, I'd, I'd met Bruce Campbell one other time for a photo op, but it was, like, for two seconds and my brain stopped working and I couldn't right, words. Well, um, you're right. And I, I just, <laughs> it's, I don't I, know what you're talking about. I I've don't normally get room. starstruck, but it's like, I've been in love with you since sure. I was eight years old. Okay. This right. is, uh, um, but went to go see the booth at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, there was a big line around it. Somebody who I guess worked for either the booth or the show or something saw me and they were like, get in this line here. Okay. Oh, you didn't know what it was for. You I had no idea. On. I'm oh, like, I'm, cool. I'm not going to mess with them. I'm like, yeah, I'll get in the line. Mm. So I get in the line. Um, 
And they put me like earlier in the line. They didn't even put me at the end of the line. They put me in like the so middle cut of the line. In front of millions of people. I, I just went where they told me. Sure. You know. Yeah. Why and ask <laughs> questions at that point? True, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. Like, wait, I'm not gonna. Second. Shouldn't I be at the end of this line? Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. There's no moral. When someone asks you, you're God. You and say yes. Exactly. <laughs> and they're going through, and they're like, "You have to have a pass of this sex thing to be in this." And I'm like, "I don't have that. I don't know what to do." They're like, "You're good. Stay in the line." Okay. So I stay in the line. I get to the front of the line. It's a signing with. Bruce Campbell, Ted Raimi, and Lucy Lawless. Oh wow! Jesus. And I'm just like, hi, like, cause I, and I oh also so they're all right Ted there. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I was raised on like Xena, so it's like, I, right. I'm literally Me just too. like, <laughs> and they were super nice. And Lucy Lawless took a picture of me and tweeted it, and I was like, dude, that's my huge life right is there, made, right? And oh. they signed a poster for me, and I'm like, okay, I can die now. And they're like, no, are you coming to the panel later? And I'm like. If I can get in, they're like, come to the panel. Okay. Well, you were invited by them to come to their not panel? Not to, I wasn't, not by the actors, but like oh, the people okay. that were working the booth. They were like, come to the panel. That's the next best thing. Though. Still, that's, you know. That's still good in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, One step I'm, further than ever counts, Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll go. Like, I kind of wanted to go, but now I'm like, okay, now right. I definitely have to go to the panel. And I like waited the like four hours in line to make sure that I got in, got a decent spot, whatever. And then at the panel, um, uh, Bruce and Sam were kind of giving each other shit. Because that's what they do. Because mm. um, they've been best friends since they were 13. So yeah, that's all like, oh my God, they're hilarious. But um, they were giving each other shit about something. And Sam basically was like, you can be replaced. There's like 12 other ashes in this room right now, right. Bruce. <laughs> um, and Bruce was like, well, in that case. And he had everybody who was dressed up as Ash come up on stage. And I was the only female yeah. Ash. No way. Um, which was surprising because there's normally a lot of us. Yeah. It's like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um and you know he did like which one do you guys think is the best and he just he decided he liked me the best because you know i had short shorts on was it pl- um, audience applauds like that is that how they picked yeah, it? yeah okay. um like it was like me and there was one other one that we were kind of tied and i think he was like no i'm picking his shorts weren't i'm short. picking the, yeah, the yeah, half naked yeah. girl yeah. um and he was like i'm gonna subsidize your cosplay here's a 20 <laughs> and i was like no i'm taking this moment put it in my cleavage oh nice oh that was your and, idea uh, well like because awesome. people like saw it and thought that he was like being a perv i was like right, the one right. was like nope nope sir yeah yeah i'm only gonna have this moment once right. in my life that's great <gasps> yeah so that's my my good like horror nerd story no i get i have pretty good bragging rights and then i have the poster up in my apartment Glows in the dark. It's pretty cool. Do you have any pictures of the while well, you up there with everybody else? I do, That's and cool. then somebody, you know, because they filmed the panel. Oh so, yeah, yeah, totally. So um, you got YouTube or whatever. I, I genuinely have people that will recognize me from that. Um, before anything else, which is like that's like the right. biggest like cosplay thing I've ever it's done. Good recognition for it. A ton of people watching that specific video. Yeah. So um, yeah. And the thing about that that's always funny is then when people do recognize me, they recognize my butt, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. That's me. <laughs> right well, I mean, as far as cosplaying goes, uh, what what got you into into that? Like, what got you into dressing um, up as your favorite characters? And I mean, it's it's kind of something that everybody who knows me was not shocked when I started cosplaying. Mm. My mother's a seamstress. Uh, my grandmother's a seamstress. So I grew up around sewing machines right. and costumes and stuff like that. You know, and she would make our costumes every year for Halloween. Um, and my parents also got married on Halloween. So Halloween's kind of a big deal in my house. Yeah. So, so costuming and everything. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Um, so in a way, it kind of was like an extension of like, oh, of course she would do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in college for film and I was taking initially I thought I wanted to be a director. 
no too much uh, you want me in front of the camera <laughs> well it's it's so stressful and you have to care about every single detail which right. i completely respect but i basically started to realize oh no that i don't actually care about every detail right, <laughs> right. i'm not anal enough for this and it was kind of like a funneling down process but mm. basically i ended up doing um wardrobe mostly because it was like well i can sew and and i always dress kind of quirky so people would be like oh can you do wardrobe on this and you know ended up taking classes basically in the fashion department the theater department and the film department all at the same time um and then the first time i started like cosplaying cosplaying wasn't until i graduated because cosplay is expensive yeah but I'm assuming, yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to do like it a... well and i was like if i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna do it half-assed right um but it was definitely something that i kind of started to get an interest in around like college time i was like mm. oh wait well my first I was actually, before I like cosplayed officially, I was actually a booth babe at C2E2 one year. Um, so that was my first experience like in costume, mm. walking around a convention. I was like, oh, this is really this fun. This is cool. Yeah. Um, so that, kind of, that was part of it too. It was like, I like comic book conventions. I love dressing up. I like making things. Um, and it started as like a side up. thing. Mm. And now it's like, that's... 97% of what I do with my time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it seems to me like it, just in the in the cosplayers that I've uh, I've met, that we've met, uh, that I follow and that I'm fans of, it seems like it's really, it's such a time consuming. Oh, yeah. Uh, and not, uh, it's not a hobby. It's a way of life in, in a way because you uh, have yeah. to dedicate so much time to it. It, but, it, it's it a hobby. is kind of getting It's like a hobby there. plus though. I mean, yeah, it's got to be a hobby. I, I mean, you get to a point where like some people have been able to make a living off of doing what, yeah. what they're doing. Um, but you still have to dedicate like so much time to it. Mm -hmm. uh, the making of the costume and, and the details that you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, plus the traveling, the conventions, the, the appearances and all that mm -hmm. stuff. I, I can imagine that it's very, very, very time consuming. It's it's definitely one of those things where it's like it can be a hobby and that's totally cool. And mm. I I'm not one of those people that's like everybody has to be up to like my standard of like right. what I want to do. Mm. Um, but it's like I'd almost say it's the same as like, you know, playing guitar. Like you can play guitar as a right. hobby and just for fun because you like it and not have to like put anything intense into it. Or you can be in a or, band. Yeah. Or you can decide you want to be Jimi Hendrix and that's all right. you do with your time. Mm. Like there's it's it's definitely kind of both and for me it started out as hobby and it's it's to the point now that that's 97 percent of what i do with my time i literally mm. switched my i had like a i have a bedroom and a little den off of it in my apartment mm. i literally i had my sewing stuff in the little den switched it so that my bedroom my <laughs> bedroom is literally just den. a bed <laughs> right and the master bedroom is all just fabric and it's your office and your basically awesome. your cave, yes. it's <laughs> Because yeah. that's where we met you. We met you at Super Toy Con. Yeah. Uh, which was awesome. What were your thoughts about that? Um, It was fun. It wasn't a con that I was at for super long. Mm. Um, Number one, because I knew the longer I stayed, the more crap I was going to want to buy. Right. And I was like, I can't spend... Yeah, yeah. I have no self-control at cons. Um, and I was there with my younger brother who um, doesn't go to cons as much. He's supposedly not the nerdy sibling, but he builds computers. So I'm like, you're... It's a different, it's a different, yeah. he's, it's he's, a different geekage. Yeah, yeah he's, and he's more kind of socially... He's, sure he's, less, a, he's a, probably a gamer too, yeah, right? Yeah, he's a big, big gamer. Uh, so, But he's also a musician and he's like, if you know him and don't know that that's all he does with his free time, you're like, oh, this kid is cool. And then you go to hang out at his apartment and you're not like, cool. oh. He's even cooler. 
Well, I think so. I, mean, I think he's he plays music, cool. builds computers, and plays video games. Yeah, it sounds like, like a, that's a who would do that? Pretty cool yeah. kid, but yeah. um, you know, but he's he's the less nerdy sibling. I guess I'm the most the more openly nerdy sibling. Right. I sit here in a Studio Ghibli dress in My Little Pony shoes. Right. Um, but um, he doesn't go to comic book conventions super often with me, and he tends to go through and then be like, "Okay, I'm done. Like mm. we can go now." Whereas I'm like, "No, we have to like spend all day." Um, so I only stayed for a couple of hours at con, which was probably good because I would have spent so much money. Well, it's good because like I said, we were able to meet you in the little yeah. time that, that we were there. Uh, yeah. so that was, that was really super cool. Uh, you went, when we met you, you were dressed, uh, up from fallout. I was. I yeah. 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 Uh, so <clears throat> real quick, I just wanted to kind of ask you, um, because you're, I, I know that there's a lot of, uh, cosplayers who deal with um discrimination and things like that which which is really a community in a in a genre that you wouldn't think that that would happen mm -hmm. the judgment wouldn't happen in something like that but i know there's there's people like ivy doom kitty who do panels on uh you know she has a panel called uh so you so they say you shouldn't cosplay yeah just like body shaming and all these things that people who kind of like i said discriminate and and are horrible to people f just for you know cosplaying have you ever experienced that being a, a um, female, being a person of color? That when you when you cosplay, have you gotten that? Well, I don't know. She shouldn't be that, or it's, because it's one of those things. I've never gotten any of that like in person to mm. my face, which I think most cosplayers don't get right. a lot of hate to their face. Mm. Um, it's like it's, backstabbing type stuff. You're thinking. It's, I mean, a lot of it's you know internet stuff and whatever. Stuff, yeah. Um, and I definitely have, it's very interesting because the character that I kind of, I don't want to say the most known for, cause that sounds kind of douchey, but like the character that I cosplay the most, mm -hmm. um, is Starfire from Teen Titans, mm -hmm. who is not from this planet. Right. She's orange, like very specifically not any human race. Right. Like, yeah. Like, and I, like, that was part of the reason that I think I was drawn to her. And then when she, in the eighties, she had big giant eighties curly hair. Mm -hmm. And I used to be really insecure cause I big like scary spice hair <laughs> so i like that was like something that i like connected to a lot right. so in my head she's always been kind of coded as a person of color but mm. for other people she hasn't you know especially mm. like her cartoon version is less obviously that but um but that's a character that literally has zero ethnicity mm. and i've definitely gotten people be like you're you know you're a nigger you shouldn't be starfire and i'm like Damn. okay um but it's always like trolls on tumblr and stuff so it's like yeah, it's I like when you post it, a, it's so, well, when you post the pictures of yourself, mm -hmm. it's like the comments that follow that are deplorable. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, like what is that? <laughs> That's insane, dude. Like I'm just trying to have a little fun here. Maybe you it's, should try it yourself. The anonymity you know? of the internet makes everybody an asshole. It's one of those things where absolutely. it's like no one would say that in person. Right. Just ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Um, and it's one of those things where like we're all giant nerds. Everybody thinks we look crazy anyway. Right. Um. So I like it's one of those things I try not to acknowledge it too much, but I have gotten that I've gotten people telling me that I was too fat for certain characters, which I'm like a size eight. So yeah. I, I have hips, but like that's really much it. Um, but I and the thing about it is I know that I haven't gotten as much as some of my other friends, like one of my really close um, friends who's a cosplayer is gorgeous, six foot tall, like perfect body but she's darker than me like we're both mm -hmm. african-american but she's you know right i'm not i'm that like ambiguous brown mm -hmm. thing <laughs> right. um and she definitely has gotten um more stuff than me just because she's more obviously black mm -hmm. um so that is a thing um but i have to say in terms of of like nerd uh, 
you know, entitlement, mm. um, kind of abuse stuff. Actually, the place that I've gotten the most hasn't even been that, been from a, you know, a person of color space or anything like that. A lot of it, I get a lot of fake geek girl shit. Uh, <laughs> so you think you're a poser the, or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a whole thing where people have decided that cosplayers aren't really into nerd stuff and they're just doing it to the get attention, attention from I got you. which I first off i got you first off it's like if i wanted to try and get attention from from some guys i don't like not to be mean because i love nerds right. but like I, y'all would not be the people that i'd be like going after i'd be like trying to get like a rich husband if right, that was something right. i cared about um do you think that that exists, though, and that's maybe where that came from? I think that there are definitely people with different levels of fan engagement, because 100%. It's, it's low-hanging fruit, right? When you yeah. think of, like, it's, you know, when you think of, like, a nerd boy, you think of, stereotypically, you think of somebody who isn't really good with women. Like a mouth breather. Stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and... That's like the '80s version. Though, you know <laughs> what I, mean? like, I don't know, man. I, the, yeah. the '80s I, version of a nerd. Now, now nerds have become so m- much more complicated mm-hmm. and spread out and and uh, indoctrinated into the mainstream. But when you think about like a stereotypical nerd, like a hot chick dressed as your favorite, you know, mm-hmm. cartoon character is very easy. You know, it's very easy to get get him to pay yeah. for your prints or you know whatever. So you think that it's happened before? Maybe that's where it came from? I mean, there are definitely people that I know that it's not their whole lives Mm. in the city. You know, like you you come to my apartment, I literally have an Evil Dead poster up. I have, you know, an Adam West Batman sitting on my bookshelf. Like my entire apartment is like, oh, an adult doesn't live here. Um, And there are other people that it's less of that. And I also know people who are more interested from like the costuming end. You know, which I totally get because I, you know, I'm a seamstress and that's sometimes you're like this character looks like it would be interesting to try to make. I want to try and make this. Right. Um, But I've never met anybody who's who I felt was like completely faking it. Mm. Yeah, I I, there might they may exist. Mm. I've never met anybody like that. Um, What I think happens is, number one, people have different levels of engagement and some nerds are like, no, you have to be like, this has to be your whole life or you're like lying. Right. Um, And then I think also some of it is some nerd properties have gotten so mainstream that it's like, no, this really isn't that different from someone like wanting to dress up as like a Disney princess in Mm. terms of like culturally, you know? It's like, it's like grunge when grunge happened Mm -hmm. and like people in the Pacific Northwest and people who listen to grunge were so protective of their look and their music Mm -hmm. that when uh, Cosmo started putting models in their, in their magazine of how to dress grunge, they were like, no, 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 hold on a second. <laughs> you know, like, wait, 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 you know? Yeah. So it almost seems like they're so possessive of it. Yeah. You know, and a lot of kids got their ass kicked for, for doing oh, absolutely. it. That they're, like, very protective. And not that they should be. I mean, you I, shouldn't be held accountable for the fact that you're A, female, B, African-American, or C, good-looking, that you can't be a nerd. So, <laughs> right, you know, so just criteria you know, to fit into yeah, being a nerd. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, There's no... And I mean, it's partially because I like I am conventionally attractive, but in my head, I'm still I basically was Hermione Granger in middle school, like mm-hmm. big frizzy hair, giant braces, like, um, and I, you know, I've got to the point that I like to do makeup and right. things like that. But in my head, I'm also not conventionally attractive. Yeah. Um, that's part of it. But I like, 
I guess it's one of those things where it's, I feel like it's a combination of a couple of things. There are some people that are just super protective, mm-hmm. and I get it. And a lot of the time with those people, you talk with them for a little bit, and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that can be cool. easily cured. Once yeah. you drop some knowledge yeah. on them, <laughs> like you know what you're talking about, that's that so goes out the window real so quick. so protective of their thing? Is that what it is? They, they're like, you I can't possibly so. like yeah. my life. Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, if, if you think about it, and this, obviously we're not, we're not talking about everybody here, but they're the people who think that, like, man, you know, there's no way a fucking hot chick is into the same shit that I'm into. Those are the chicks that I wouldn't talk to me in, in high school or wherever. Mm-hmm. And now you come to a con and you see a girl dressed as Starfire or, you know, somebody from Fallout or whatever. And you're mm-hmm. like, wait, hold on a second. Is she just here because she, like, physically matches right. the description or, or can pull it off and is getting paid to be here? Or she paid to or do Or is this she, level. you know, just for my money? Mm-hmm. Or is she here because she loves that character or? you know is just as into it as i am yeah and and unfortunately i think that comes a lot with it that kind of distrust where mm. man that's the kind of chick that wouldn't talk to me in high school and now she's here right dressed up as my favorite character like it seems like there's some kind of disconnect there there's definitely that and then i also have met a couple of guys or had conversations actually mostly on the internet you know because mm. these usually aren't things that people are comfortable talking about with right. me i'll be like no like <laughs> let's talk about this um I think that sometimes it's also this idea of there are some guys, you know, some nerdy guys, obviously not all, um, who have gotten into their head, you know, girls don't like me because I'm a nerd. Right. Um, And then when it's like, oh, no, there are plenty of girls here. There are plenty of girls into the same thing as you. Mm. They just don't like you for whatever reason. Maybe it's your attitude. Maybe because you're an asshole. It's you. Not what you're into. I have absolutely (laughs) run into people like that where Mm. they've kind of decided that this is the reason. Right. And then you meet them and it's like, no, it's because you're a sexist. Don't blame blame Voltron because you're an asshole. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's definitely, I've I've run into a couple of those as well. So it's, it's like... There are people that that mean well and that are just kind of protective, and there are people who are just assholes right, about it. Absolutely. Like, and I mean, pretty much every subculture has an issue with women, unless it's a specifically female subculture. Mm. And even then, like Bronies came in and tried to freaking ruin. <laughs> Take that, right? right? <laughs> like I was, I not to be rude but i was a pony fan before friendship is magic like right yeah, yeah all yeah. these literally so they're the posers have you, have you uh, ever seen that did you see that documentary <laughs> no dude which one there were the, two the brony uh, the, I, maybe the first one then i i saw it on netflix maybe okay, uh, yeah, yeah, a, a year or two ago it's just called bronies uh i, I think I it's called so. a, it's either that or there's there's one that's just bronies and there's one that's a brony tail um and i think the, a brony tail is the one that i saw i can't yeah because um, there's two, and they were both on Netflix at different points in time, okay. so that makes it extra. But it it's was like, it was very interesting. Is it uncomfortable? It's uh, no, uh, I think it is like the first few minutes because when you start thinking about like what it's about, you're like, dude, like why? Yeah, why? Well, is it honestly, you know? in my experience, I felt like it was much more of a puff piece, but that's mm. because as somebody who it a basically um. Like at first, like it was like guys that like My Little Pony yes. and I was totally fine with it. I thought this was super cool and right. I actually really love Friendship is Magic. Right. So it was like, yeah, totally. Of course, other people would be into this than the Target demo. Um, but it definitely got to the point that the subculture became uh, very toxic, very quick. Really? And Bronies became very possessive of something that it's like, this isn't even yours. Right. It wasn't meant um, for you to begin you with. You know, whereas if you had a situation like that, that the genders were reversed, like... It wouldn't right. happen. Nerds would have rioted. Mm. You know, it's to the point that, and I, I literally grew up 
watching my little pony you know like and it's like it's always been kind of a subculture women have always like done like custom painted ponies and things like that and you know pony original characters and all Mm -hmm. that stuff um i think and i also think it's partially women tend to engage in fandom a little bit differently than men um just in terms of the ways that they um interact with it so i think that's part of it too like a lot of people i'm curious in my experience, and obviously this isn't one-to-one, mm-hmm. um, I feel like a lot of the time men are more curative in their fandom. They're more, I have all these things. Mm. I have every issue of this comic, blah, it's blah, blah. It's about collecting. And oh, women tend maybe, to yeah. be yeah. more transformative. Women, like fanfic is something that is much, much more female. Right. And, That's true. You know, and, it's, and it's also the thing that tends to get shit on the most. Mm-hmm. And it's partially because I'm, I'm not going to say fan fiction is... Span, you know spectacularly maybe written. not all that great but, yeah. um, but I definitely think like women tend to be more or like you know we're gonna do like photo sets on Tumblr and like role play groups and I feel like the way that women engage in fandom is a little different um, so that's part of it too um, like like literally the, like there's been a fandom for My Little Pony for a while yeah I remember um, my next door neighbor girl I grew up with like yeah. she was all about my little pony like they were around for a reason because they they had they didn't go away um but the way that women engaged in it was much more you know like custom ponies and you know sort of making things and it's like they very rarely not that there isn't a a custom toy scene that that is more male but like Mm -hmm. you would never see a guy buy a mint vintage transformer and then take it apart and repaint it Oh, in the yeah, same way definitely. that a woman would buy well, a so little pony. So about owning and then putting it away. Like, I right. want to collect this. I yeah. need to have so everything. If, I, and, and this is just for lack of a better term, and I don't want this term to come across as any any way mm. uh, derogatory mm-hmm. or... When you have to preface mean, it. Like, I know. <laughs> I, I, like you, the more you talk, the more it's going to come across <laughs> exactly. exactly the way you don't need it to be. But like, we're, I think kind of what you're saying, and please correct me if, if, if I'm wrong mm-hmm. in terms of terminology, but men are, like I said, more on the collection side mm-hmm. where women tend to romanticize the... the oh, yeah. The, I'd say that's part of it. The fandom a little bit. And I also think... And I mean, like, we're, we're kind of using ponies That wasn't bad. As, All right. Was it okay? I was expecting to be a lot worse. Like, we're using ponies as the basis now, but yeah. I I think that part of it is also because um, there tends to not be as much, you know, female representation and things tend to not be geared as women as much. So I feel like sometimes there's kind of this need to like insert yourself into it and like Mm. find a place in it for yourself. Right. You know, I mean, the whole um, fanzine fan fiction culture came out of women who were into Star Trek like that whole culture was was female based you know and i definitely think that part of it is you know the things that women tend to be interested in in media and the things that or the characters women tend to be drawn to um obviously in things aimed at women it's a little different mm-hmm. but in you know sort of science fiction and stuff like that um Uhura was it and initially she didn't yeah. have that many lines right. uh, you know and so like obviously and i also think that's part of the reason that slash fiction is such a big thing in female fandom because 90 percent of the interesting characters are male mm-hmm. so it's like most of the time mm-hmm. you know it's going to be the characters that you're the most interested in that you're going to want to try and sort of involve in things and and you know a lot of women are raised to be sort of more open to romance as a thing i don't want to say women are more interested in romance but well, women no, are but raised it, sure. right, right, right. to value stuff like Typically, that a little yeah. bit more so i think that's part of it too yeah um i think it's a lot of it is number one just the way that women 
interact with him but i think that's part of it is that we it tends to be less about like you're already here Mm -hmm. so you're like i just have to like have all this stuff you know Uh, it's a lot more kind of inserting yourself into the world fighting your place yeah 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 definitely i mean i wrote many a mary sue insert fanfic (laughs) i'm not gonna lie right i had friends that wrote a lot of uh buffy the vampire uh fanfic see if that had occurred to me at the time i would have. yeah that would involve relationships between you know buffy and spike yeah that was a big thing well that's because they're meant to be together so that's i mean let's be real fuck angel dude (laughs) if if i'm being real yeah dude fuck that dude all right like it's all about buffy and spike i have a friend um, that when we were, man, just, I'm dating myself really bad in here. <laughs> but, um, when I was in, uh, just coming out of high school, so this was 97, 98, 99, um, she got me into, into Buffy and, uh, it was a show that I never even thought, you know, I'm a big vampire fan. I'm mm-hmm. a big, you know, uh, horror fan, uh, particularly vampires and werewolves. And that's a whole other debate that, we <laughs> but, vampires. um, yeah, well, werewolves. I mean, I'm a Frankenstein girl personally, okay, well, so I'm a third party. You're person. neutral, Jeremy. Are we just just of those franchises, yeah, or of anything. Werewolves or vampires? Oh shit, dude! And we'll get to this. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll dive a little bit more into this. Maybe. I feel like the, the vampire. Which type of vampires? There's so many different types of vampires. I, you see, that's, that's true. The thing. I don't, I don't so really like the romantic stuff. There's different types of werewolves. Kind of, but they're all. You know what? Let's save that. That's a great conversation. Yeah, yeah. We'll hold on. Because my my mind immediately went to like Underworld when you said that vampire. Yeah. I was like, oh well. Right, right, right. So I'm thinking the dumb werewolf in the sort of. Right, right, right. Um, but what I was gonna say was like she got me into Buffy and the. All right. Full disclosure. No, this is here, man. I got into Buffy because she was into Buffy, mm-hmm. and I was, like, in love mm-hmm. with her. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, you know, she's into this show, so I'll get into the show. Uh, I'll just start watching it to kind of see what's going on. Totally fucking love the show. Yeah. You know I've what I mean? made so, every single man I've date get into Buffy. Yeah. So, so I mean, I watched that <laughs> show religiously, yeah. you know, and... You know, you see the, the you know, the, the Buffy and, and Spike thing. And that's where I was just like, what's Angel even doing there? You know what I mean? Like, you're just a, you're just in the way yeah. of the two people that are meant to be together. Right. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad know. it came out. That's very, Thank I, didn't, you. I didn't know about you. I have never, I haven't told that story in like 20 years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Spuffy is endgame. I'm with you on that. Yeah. 100%. For sure. Like, um, Spuffy, I like that. But yeah. since, since we, since we brought it up, uh, the vampires versus werewolves thing uh, is an age-old debate. Let's let's get into that. I can yeah. do that. Okay. <laughs> so um, I look at them differently, obviously, but for because there are so many different types of vampires, there's mm-hmm. so many different types of werewolves. There's lesser I, amounts of werewolves. Am I, am I can I say well, that? For sure. I feel like, like there's, there's less yeah. variations werewolves on werewolves. Are, werewolves are slept on. Okay. Because yeah. vampires are the when and I use the term romanticized. They are a very romanticized uh, species because I mean when you think about it, Dracula. And Bram Stoker's version, that original version mm-hmm. of Dracula and vampires, it was a love story. It wasn't yeah. so much the horror aspect. That's a romanticized. It, yeah, it was a. It was one of those um, extreme love stories where love drove this man to be one of the most evil, or if not the most evil creature on the planet. Well, uh, vampires or Anakin? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. One in the same. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, there might be less blood involved in one true, than the true. other, but uh, uh, but yeah, you know what I mean. So I think that's where where it stemmed from. Werewolves, uh, you don't really have that. Well, werewolves are always like the mindless. No one ever turns into a werewolf and puts monsters. a monocle on and solves crime. Like, exactly. No, it's, they're always I would the same watch thing. That. I would exactly. totally watch that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
minutes. I would watch that. I would 100% watch that. I think you just made a million dollar, (laughs) you just had a million dollar idea. It was like, what about if a werewolf was like civilized? You know, werewolf but, PI. but you, you don't see that. You don't see werewolves are these mindless creatures right. and they're just built on destruction and, and, and this and where um, vampires are the cerebral romantic, you know, I feel with like the exception of like Nosferatu and like those yeah. type of um, um, it's what now I will say full disclosure. Um, I, I was kind of raised on the vampire side. My mother is a giant, giant vampire person like owns every version of dracula on dvd reads dracula at least once a year mm-hmm. my godmother was an author of a vampire series nice um, nice. That's yeah awesome. um wow. so grew up around a lot of vampire stuff um but in my experience i feel like the difference is like on a metaphorical level vampires tend to be more of a metaphor for like sexuality right. and stuff like that absolutely whereas werewolves are usually metaphorically more about you know like the, the primal urges and, and all yeah. of us mm. i mean my personal favorite um werewolf thing that i've ever seen is have you guys ever seen ginger snaps yes yes so good um and it was partially because i saw that at just the right age the two sisters and then one of them turns into one who is bit by a werewolf and the werewolf is puberty okay yeah Um, Yeah, essentially yeah yeah which is i mean it's a thing that you see but it was like that was the first time i'd seen it where it was like actually you don't see very uniquely female werewolf stories not at all really um and i happen to be like 14 when i saw that so i was Mm. at just the right age where i was that same like angsty like Mm. i wanted to be them yeah (laughs) you were what that movie was made for i really was like that movie got me through some shit right (laughs) looking back Mm -hmm. but it's you know it's always more about um the things about you that you don't necessarily want to acknowledge Mm. right um so i feel like that's part of it um number one that's something that people tend to not be as into exploring yeah they're not comfortable uh, with that number two uh it's a lot cheaper to make a movie with vampires because fangs are easier to right. do special effects wise <laughs> right. let's be real uh it, it's i mean it's like i think that that's part of it too is to do a werewolf movie well it's hard to do a werewolf mm. movie too because when you turn into a werewolf there's really no depth in the character it's just this wild feral beast well that's why you have to explore all the depth in the in its in the human form. Yeah, yeah i agree i agree you know and that's where you know you have movies like uh i mean american werewolf in london when people talk about that movie like you know those classic werewolf movies american Werewolf in london the howling mm-hmm. yeah. um oh, dog soldiers yeah. and stuff like that dog soldiers dog soldiers is my favorite werewolf movie ever put to film uh, i think that the howling is the best werewolf yeah. movie ever made but dude think about uh, that that was like 80 something right i don't yeah, know exactly early year, 80s like, there has been a good 30 great... 30 30 35 mm-hmm. years ago yeah. you know somewhere in there uh I, my thing with werewolves is like i said they are they are slept on they're not explored a whole lot just for the reasons that you yeah whereas you i'm a frankenstein girl so i already get super slept on Ex- exactly. i'm already like there's not yeah, a whole right? you know what i mean <laughs> that's even and, like one step lower than werewolf I right absolutely there was a recent you know, movie though right didn't uh, no. i frankenstein that's oh, well, the there one was that. uh, no, yeah but that's we don't talk no, we don't talk yeah. about that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, and you're right. I mean, there's there's subgenres of of the horror film in terms of the iconic um, mm. horror characters. You know, vamp. You know, Dracula, the werewolf, the mummy, oh, Frankenstein, poor, poor mummy, you know, zombies in ger- general. Which was a, I thought it was a great series, the mummy series with Brandon Fra- Brandon Fraser. The first two I thought were I thought yeah. were really good. Uh, um, but yeah, I I like I like the the ferocity of a, of a werewolf i love that it's a very jekyll and hyde situation right. 
It's um, like Bruce Banner and Hulk type thing because when they turn very, it and control it, it's very, just this, I love when a van, when a when a werewolf the design is on two legs and extremely like nine feet tall. Yeah, yeah. I love. That's why one of the reasons why I love dog soldiers so much and the howling yeah. too because the howling they were giant these giant creatures. They were. That's why you know, and I don't want to bring up you know Twilight because Twilight is just such the <laughs> dumbed down version yeah. of the, of these these two iconic situations. But uh, I don't you know even True Blood. With the, I love the vampires in True Blood. I hated the werewolves because they just turned into regular wolves. Yeah, there was oh, nothing yeah. scary yeah. about That's them. True. There's nothing menacing about them. I want my werewolves. I want to be looking up at it. I want it to look like, yeah, just like fangs and yeah. just drippy saliva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, which is, I, which the design in when you talk about Underworld, the design of the werewolves in Underworld, I thought were perfect. I think it's pretty. Yeah, yeah. Those it's are, been a while since I watched those. Were fuckers. Are, I was like, man, I kind of don't want to meet. You know, yeah. I don't want to be anywhere around those. They just look scary. And then shit, they weren't kind of. Well, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie like you, but if I remember correctly, they, they weren't coming out. They were just. Excited. I know. Yeah, so I got to revisit those movies. That's my mom's favorite, so I'm gonna end up rewatching it. They weren't like stupid, stupid, dumb animals. They were just oppressed all the time. They right? were, they were yeah, owned and, by well, the vampires, so they right. just were trying to get revenge. And they get were their black freedom. people, basically, yeah, essentially, yeah. and, and that's like, what. <laughs> but that's what werewolves started out as being, even in the Bram Stoker. Like they were, they were uh, uh, the hounds of hell. Yeah, they were werewolves. They were always supposed to be the protectors and guardians of vampires while they slept. Right. Night, and then that's kind of how that was their origin, and so they were always these. They were they were slaves. They were oppressed. Yeah, uh, creatures who revolted against you know their their oppressors. Their owners. Yeah, yeah exactly. or their oppressors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but know, in, so. in Underworld the series, they weren't like these dumb creatures. Were were they? No, they, they were pretty. They I mean, when they, they were turned doing. into wolves, they they weren't verbal. Right. But they I, had an intelligence. They about knew them? what From they what were I doing. Recall, it's been, I'm gonna and it it's like I said, it's been a while. But I mean, like they, you know that they were treated with a certain level of respect because Kevin Grievous, who you know wrote it, mm. he didn't direct the first one, but he you know kind of like created the, the the world and stuff. Plays a werewolf. Okay. He oh. could have played any character. The he, character he, he wrote for himself was a werewolf. Right. Yeah. No. They were they you were know, very so. much so in, intelligent and knew what they were doing. They were targeting. And and they recognized who they were targeting and, yeah. and all this stuff. So they were very mindful of of what was yeah. going on. It's I, not like you know, like the Wolfman, where it was you turned into a werewolf and then didn't remember what you did. Yeah, which is a very uh, so anyone around you could be ex- literally in danger. exactly because yeah. you because you know um, yeah. when they, when people would be like you know chain me up at night because yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do and all this stuff. Underworld kind of flipped that where in uh, other in in other. You know, uh, vampire. Uh, I'm sorry. Werewolf franchises flipped that where they were very well aware of what they were doing. And yeah. Wolf, so Jack Hulk, Nicholson, Hulk versus yeah. She-Hulk, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I've had She-Hulk on the brain recently. I just made a costume for a friend. So. Oh, there yeah. you go. Nice I love. Side. I love Shulky. <laughs> she's one of the. She's one she, of the only Marvel characters. She that, did. What? No. Yeah. I haven't gotten that for you. Does she die in the yeah. comics? The, spoiler alert. Oh, no, I don't think God. she did. See, she, this she is got, why she dies. Her and War Machine. This is why I don't mess with. Are you first sure? Off, every I time I get into a Marvel Thanos book, it gets right canceled. where I'm at right now in the books. I think I'm on the current one, and she's in the hospital, but she's still coming up too. And she just was told that War Machine was dead. I don't oh, think okay. she dies. All right. Are you? Well, no, you're done more than I do. Hey, man. You know, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge. <laughs> uh, but, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I just don't I feel like I just. Are you one ahead of me? I'm like, damn it, I don't have that one yet. Because actually, it's <laughs> actually a series I'm reading right now. So yeah, I think she dies if I'm. Whatever. She See, might not. Maybe As of number five, she's not died. Right. I don't read that many Marvel books because every time I get attached to a Marvel property, it gets canceled. So I'm like, let me not ruin it for everybody else. I'm having a hard time getting back into superhero comics in general. I, I tend to read other, a lot of image, yeah. a lot of stuff like that. And 
they're not superhero-ish. But yeah. I'm reading the Civil War 2 one just because it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. I wanted to see what's happening in that. That's an interesting premise. Uh, I know a lot of people are, are kind of hating the fact that they're do they were doing a Civil War too, but I, I like the premise of the uh, dude. It's just heroes. Season one. Yeah, the guy who's <laughs> the future. Yeah, yeah. It, it it brings up the whole kind of uh, minority report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pre crime. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. And and should we punish people for not committing crimes yet? That they're yeah. going to apparently commit down mm-hmm. the road. Well, I feel like part of it is because the original Civil War was so loaded and so oh, yeah. controversial that it like it wouldn't even matter what it was about. Right. It could be about everybody becoming friends, right. and yeah. it would still be like no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I haven't read Civil War in ages. I'm much yeah. more of a DC girl, right. but I remember reading it and being like, "This is kind of bullshit." Okay, so I I understand why people dislike it. Mm. But it's been a long time. You're a DC girl. I'm uh, yeah. What your favorite characters in the DC world? Uh, Starfire. I literally have a Starfire shrine in my apartment. Nice. Um, I cosplay six versions of her right now. What about her is is so great to you? Um, not, let's say she's not good. <laughs> that came out really wrong. Like, what the fuck is so great about Starfire? <laughs> That came out real petty and nasty. No, and I didn't mean cool. it. I meant like, what is it about that character that appeals to you so much? Way better. I'll just edit Thank that you. one out and put that in. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, a couple of things. <laughs> I think that it's wow. she's a character that is literally like a marriage between like a Disney princess, Betty Page, and Xena. Oh yeah. Um, which is like all of my buttons. Yeah. Um, because she's so powerful and so strong. Um, but she's so kind and so just like open to the world. And I tend to be really, really attracted to characters who have been through like a ton of shit, mm-hmm. but don't let it make. They still bitter. maintain their humanity or whatnot. Yeah. And Makes Starfire sense. has been through a ton of shit. You know. Um, especially you know her original incarnation. They they keep changing it. Mm. But <laughs> D- as DC does, I'm very bitter with DC. They keep changing yeah, it every time. Right? Yeah. Um, see, I was bitter, and then they fixed Starfire, so I was like, no, we're cool again. Um, but we'll see how I months. we'll see how I feel after Titans Rebirth so, comes out yeah. later this month. Just, just, I want to make sure that I'm, you know, when I say this, that I'm not fucking. You, you believe me? Mm-hmm. That I'm not fucking around. This is my Netflix account. You see what I'm currently watching right there? Zena. Oh, nice, nice. Literally, currently watching all. Yeah. all Where are you at now? now? Uh, season one, episode six. Nice, I just started. I was I, raised on. I would Zena. love yeah. to get back into that show, like uh, that, and like so the. Uh, so okay, Kevin so I'm, I'm glad that you even brought it up. Period. <laughs> let alone repeatedly, right? Because it's. So I'm going back. I used to, when I and this came out in like 95, 96. You know those. Yeah. Those six seasons. I thought it was a great show. It was a spinoff of Hercules. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I go back and I watch it, and I remember this being like this really great show. It's really cool show. This really. Uh, she was gorgeous. Lucy New Lawless. And fresh. Still, still is. Still gorgeous. Still is. Stunning. A beautiful woman. She's, she is like, she's, she has Linda Carter disease. Mm. Where she's, <laughs> she's just as gorgeous now as she was when she played this Absolutely. iconic character, you know, 20 years ago. So, I go back and I'm watching it and watch the first episode and I'm watching the second episode, third episode. And I'm like, this is like the cheesiest, corniest show oh, yeah. ever. It was. But it's brilliant like i love it like it's it, like unabashedly cheesy yeah it doesn't care you didn't notice it though back then yeah. back then when it was new and fresh you're like oh my god this is such a great show and you you watch and i think that's with anything though oh, i mean absolutely. with most things i should say like you go back and you see it 20 years later and it's like but i think a lot of mm. current or newer television has, has changed the way you perceive for sure back then that was that was amazing that was you know? cutting edge the effects you know? and stuff oh absolutely yeah, yeah. Oh it, god, was, I mean, it was, it was whatever, you know? yeah. yeah exactly and you go and you're right because evolution has 
brought technology mm-hmm. and the way TV shows and movies are made now so high. You know what? That you I really miss like, those oh. old Monster of the Week shows where it's like a self-contained 60-minute show. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, every once you'll have a two or three-part or whatnot, but I, like nowadays TV shows are just like an overall arc, and that's cool. Right. Like, if you miss an episode or if you come in here, like you don't know what's going on. Right, right, I right. like just going, like you can go in Xena and watch see, you know, season two yeah. four and get something out of they it. Were, they really were kind of individualized. Every Absolutely. show is its own adventure. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you, and, it helps to see everything, of course, right. but you and could were, just go. There were certain things, of course. There was an overall arc of her journey and her oh, life. Absolutely. But you could really miss a couple episodes and come back in and not be lost because right. every episode yeah. was an individual oh, absolutely. adventure. It's like one story. adventure in her story. Yeah. And then know? even if something comes back up, they, they're they like, oh, that's Autolycus again. And yeah. you're right. Like, okay. And they'll kind of tell you, yeah. they'll give you the clue. Yeah. yeah. You're not like, why is Bruce Campbell here? They're like, oh, Bruce Campbell, it's been a while since we've seen you. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I'm never going to question when he shows up in anything. I'm right. like, never. Yeah, right. I'm just glad he's here. <laughs> glad he's here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I that was that was a great show. So I was, I was kind of flipping through my Netflix and I'm like, you know, what do I want to watch? Well, because we got rid of our cable, so yeah. I'm like, all right, well, Netflix it is, right? So I'm like, all right, well, what do I watch? And I saw Xena, they put mm-hmm. Xena on there, and I'm like, I used to love this show. Yeah. So Whereas I'm like, for me, I'm in it. When that show first came on, I was like five or six. Okay. Um, so it was like, I remember, because my mom was super into it. Right. Um, like, like literally to the point, like, I don't think that we ever went to a Xena convention, but I'm sure it's just because it didn't occur to her at the time. Mm. Like, she would have. Right. Um, so I was like just the right age for that to be like a huge deal of like, oh my God, it's this like woman and she's so strong well, and so beautiful and like mm. she's kicking all this ass. And it was like that. And the fantasy and the whole, it's everything oh, about it was, it was like the perfect. It was literally like tailor made for that. And like literally I grew up on like Xena, Sailor Moon, um, you know, and like I watched like Batman the Animated Series and stuff, but I was mm. always a lot more drawn to you know, stuff with really interesting female characters, mm-hmm. which I think is also part of the reason that I always maintain that I'm more of a DC girl, not to shit on Marvel, but DC has more well-known, interesting female characters. Like Marvel has some wonderful female characters, but in terms of the characters mm-hmm. that you go, who are the main Marvel characters? You go Spider-Man, Captain America, Wolverine, Iron Man. Right, like, there's no female in the lineup right there. Right. You know, I mean, there's it's a while like until Storm you get to and Rogue like, and yeah, it's a while before you get to those, those yeah. characters though. Like, who's the most well-known female Marvel character? I'm like right this second or uh, overall? Overall, I'm just trying I to mean, think. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Over- Jean, Jean Grey? I don't know. See, for me, it's Storm first. Storm, totally. But you know, some variation of like some woman from the X-Men and then Black Widow now. Now, now with the movies, and that's what I was going to say. Like no one knew who the hell she was. Yeah, no one you knew who Black Widow was, but no one knew who Iron Man was a long time That's ago true. either. You know what I'm saying? Iron Man was. That's true. I would say Iron Man was like a tertiary character. Yeah. But in terms of just female characters, there's no what I would call iconic Marvel. Yeah. Uh, there that, aren't as many. That the minute you think of Marvel, you think of because the minute you think of DC, well, she's she's you, in the top three already. Yeah. You think of three characters. Yeah. You mm-hmm. think of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. It's, yeah. It's right off the top. Absolutely. You know I mean? and, then, and it's like even if you aren't like super into Wonder Woman, like. You know, Batman's Rogues Gallery has a ton of really interesting women. Like you have Catwoman, you have Harley Quinn, you have Poison Ivy. There's Mm. there tend to be like there were more characters that when I was a little girl, Mm. I was like, oh, that's super cool. I can kind of cool. I can see it different being engaging. And And, you know, and then even now, like DC's doing the the DC superhero girls thing, which I'm obsessed with because it's Mm. so cute. But it's like if Marvel was going to do that, who would they have? Yeah, that they could do that a little kid would know. That's kind of my litmus test. Like, totally, who totally would right. a little kid 100%. Know? Mm. You, spin, you spin the coin on it. I totally understand exactly what you're saying. That's. I think that's part of the reason. I, and, like, now it's just because that's the universe I've read more and I know more of. Mm-hmm. And I don't dislike Marvel. I think people say that. I say that and people think that I, like, 
hate Marvel. See, we're the same way because we <laughs> shit on the DCEU, the, the movie universe. But, but that has <laughs> nothing to do with the fact that, like, we, we love Marvel, but we also, we love comics. Yeah. And we, I grew up with DC more than I grew up with Marvel. And I grew up, I, in terms of my adult life, I, I got more into Marvel um, I think that the movies are better than what DC is trying to do, but that has nothing to do with the fact that DC is in a great universe. It's not- that almost is why it's worse. Yeah, I think the movies know? are failing because Warner Brothers is still involved. As soon as DC uh, branches off and does uh, their own thing, does then their own thing. Like, think about the Marvel movies when Fox was involved, or they still are True. sometimes. Was, and yeah. Sony as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thank you, Fan Force Stick. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, uh, I, I mean, but as far as DC characters, not only they're women villains, but they're villains, period. I think they are true. just ridiculously iconic. and. They're 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 bigger and, and, and better. I mean, the, the between the Joker, you know, the Joker is probably the best villain ever created, not Period. named Darth Vader. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, That's true. Um, but the villains are, are are better. I always maintain that the um, overall, I thought that Marvel had better heroes. I think that DC has better villains. And I that's what makes those those heroes in DC even that much better. I've always thought DC's yeah. darker. That's the way I define it. Like Marvel's more for kids, kitty like. It used to be the other way though. I feel yeah. like the way that I've Maybe. had somebody. Um, there's this critic that I really like online named Linkara, um, and the way that he's put it, I'm like, oh, actually, that's totally the way that I think it is for me. Uh, DC uh, DC's characters are more characters you can look up to. Marvel's characters are more characters you can relate to. Sure. I that mean, obviously, there's there's crossover. And I like can, that. But I feel that like a lot, a lot of the time, like it. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they're much more like, like characters role that are like type characters. Yeah. The moral codes yeah. of Superman. Whereas like Wolverine's not really something you'd Batman look up to. Batman does. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I can understand like, why you did that. Like Superman is this perfect, they call him the big blue boy scout. Yeah. You know, it's always, you know, you know, true justice the American way. Uh, Batman yeah. doesn't use guns. You know, yeah. Wonder Woman is also dressed out. Wonder Woman up in, is the you know, spirit of truth. Exactly. She's like this paragon. She has a goddamn lasso, lasso that makes you tell the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas you're right. Uh, Marvel has the more relatable characters. Yeah, Spider-Man's the, the flawed like, characters. Hell, I'm broke. I'm gonna be late for work. Tony like, Tony Stark is an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're more relate. They're more. That's me. If I wasn't, if I was a superhero, no bullshit. There's vodka <laughs> in my Gatorade right now. Okay, I'm yep. not gonna be. I'm not gonna be honest. There's vodka in my Gatorade. If I was going to be a superhero, with minus the mm. money, I don't have as much money as Tony Stark well, by yeah. a few billion dollars. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, definitely more Spider Man. Oh, broke. absolutely. I'm broke. I know what that's like. Yeah. I know what it's like to try to make so it relate meet, to that. You yeah. know, still try to do your job. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, absolutely. It's, it's, so yeah, I that's I think that's a brilliant. Absolutely. Uh, My, I always it. like it's definitely that thing of like. So uh, the the charity group that I'm in, we, yes, we go and visit kids in the that. hospital. But our Spider-Man is a teacher by day. Um, and literally half the time he'll have to like come from class, class to, to go to a hospital visit. And he'll be like, I had to run out and throw my Spider-Man suit on in the car. And like we're a, like, like, like in a phone booth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a little different because like his students know yeah. like my teacher is Spider-Man. But right. it's like he has those moments of like, oh, I'm running late. I have to throw my suit on. I think that's, you that's know. So cool. I would love to see someone change to a Spider-Man outfit in their car. Like you just pull yes. it next to him. Like what? I'm sure just, people. Like, I'm sure it's happened. That'd be cool. Yeah. This is the funniest part because he has a suit with the face shell and the eye lenses um and it's one of those things where it kind of like like ruins the comics a little bit because every time he takes it off he has like an indentation where the lenses were oh nice um and it's like peter would not have been no exactly oh, you mean on his skin yeah like the, uh, uh, yeah you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like when you wear sunglasses oh, no, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah yeah so it's like uh, he always has period, like the yeah. whole shape of the big white 
I dead giveaways. Yeah. Dead yeah. giveaway. Peter would not be able to throw that off me. Like, hey, Aunt May. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, sh- a shot in the dark here, and I want to guess that you're fucking Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? You literally have the indentures on your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're right. They <laughs> like found it him a block out. away from right. the. Yeah. What's that in your backpack there? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, talk more about your charity. That, yeah. That you're, yeah. I tell us about you. Absolutely do that. Yeah. Uh, so I am a member of a group uh, here in Las Vegas called Critical Care Comics. It is a small Las Vegas nonprofit. Um, we go and visit two hospitals in the city right now, um, and we bring comic books to kids in the critical care units, and you know, bring toys and books and stuff, but mostly comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, in in costume and character. Do that like monthly or? We usually do at least one visit a month, um, each hospital. And then like if we have, like sometimes they'll call and they'll be like, oh, there's you know, a kid that really loves Spider-Man. That's it's cool. super sick and stuff. Um, so at least one each a month, sometimes more. That's it kind of cool. depends on what goes on. Um, I do Starfire and it's, it's genuinely probably one of the um, most rewarding things I've that's ever a very been a satisfying part of. rewarding is a great absolutely word. absolutely it's it's got to be i mean yeah. to see uh uh the the look on you know some kid's face that's dealing with life right yeah. now and surviving yeah they're like eight and they're dealing with more life than you ever dealt with yeah definitely. ever that you will ever yeah you know, My very you know hopefully first you will ever yeah, yeah, yeah. have to <laughs> yeah, deal with yeah i would never know? wish it on anyone um and to see your favorite character come in and and mm-hmm. you know spend some time with you has got to be for, yeah. for that person it's such a rewarding thing i mean it's and it's one of those things where it's like a lot of the time because it's 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 like that with Starfire, kids either know exactly who she is and mm-hmm. they're really excited or they have no clue and they're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and most of the time it's me and then like our Spider-Man and our Batman. So you're like, okay, right. I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. could be here or not. It's which I right. like, it's not about that. But like, um, but the kids are so amazing. My very first visit. So it was me and our Spider-Man, mm. um, and our, you know, like super nervous, whatever. Mm. And um, one of the first little boys that we met was i want to say he was seven or eight um was in there getting chemo Mm. and like was like the most like brightest most like energetic amazing little kid that i've ever met and he wanted to teach spider-man and starfire how to do the nene oh that's awesome and it was like it just puts so many things into perspective Mm. in a way that's really like wow like Right, like Makes honestly, you appreciate everything you've got. Oh, and, absolutely! Yeah. Like I feel like the kids do more for us than we do for them sometimes. Totally. Honestly, you know, I mean, we go and we bring them comics, and it's like they're excited, and you know, we definitely do have moments where we meet kids that are really excited. But it's like, it's not even about that exactly. Mm. You know, it's, you're getting just as much out of it as they are. Honestly, oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Like, yeah, no, it's got to be amazing. I've, I've met some really amazing kids. Really, absolutely, just you know like amazing amazing kids that yeah. are just like you know and sometimes like seeing you as the the one little bump they need right um to kind of keep them going or help them just to start getting better like mm-hmm. our our batman has a story as a kid who had been in i think he'd either been bedridden or in a wheelchair for a while and hadn't hadn't walked hadn't really had the energy to walk hadn't wanted to walk but Batman was there. Mm-hmm. So that day he got up and like walked for the first time in I no think months. Way. Yeah, that's so cool. 
that's very common we we definitely do have moments like the effect of positive energy and just the surge of the that's pretty awesome absolutely you know and it's literally to the point where it's like and it's because it's not even you and it's not about you and you you can't take it into the ego like honestly 95 percent of the time i talk about my starfire like she's a different person right, right. i'll be like oh starfire went to the hospital today <laughs> so you have memories of like you watching yourself a little bit like you see yourself in there <laughs> like out of person yeah it's yeah. not that but i like especially on hospital visits and stuff i stay so in character uh and starfire isn't too far off from my personality compared mm. to some other characters i do but it's like i literally like separate out mm-hmm. like cheyenne is is one way and then starfire no matter how crappy a day cheyenne is having Starfire is always excited to see you. Starfire is always excited to meet you. Oh, you have Dory on your shirt. Her friend Beast Boy can turn into a fish. Like, you know, it's a very separate thing. That's cool. That's the way you got to approach it. Yeah, because then it's like you can't let it be about you. You, It has to be about the kids. So That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much (laughs) for coming in and and talking with us. It was definitely our pleasure. Uh, We're so glad we met you. Yeah, that was very cool. Great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) Keep doing what you're doing too. That's amazing stories, and I I don't hear anything like that. It's very important, and um, you know, kudos to you and and and, uh, the people that you work with for even doing that. Yeah, everybody in the group is really amazing. Some uh, some light to to a kid's life, you know, and then receiving light in return. Yeah, you know, I think that's all you can really do. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. Um, please tell us, uh, tell everybody where they can find you and what you're, ha- what you're <laughs> coming up. And um, well, I'm not sure. I don't think I have any like cons or anything coming up super soon because mm. this is kind of like the dead zone. Um, hopefully, going to be going to Otakon in January and a couple things in January. Um, but you can find me. So my Instagram, my Facebook, everything is all just Cheyenne Jazzwise. Or my Facebook is Cheyenne Jazzwise Cosplay. But like, and Jazz with one Z, right? Jazz with one Z. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then yeah, it's all it's all just my name everywhere. And then Critical Care Comics is Critical Care Comics just on its own on Facebook. And then on Twitter and Instagram, I think it's Critical Care Comics for Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you are in the Las Vegas area or whatever, um, we are always taking comic book donations because uh, that's the main thing. Yeah. We're always 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 giving out you know tons and tons of comic books. So if you have anything that you're looking to get rid of, rather than you know throwing it out or giving mm. it to somebody who's not going to appreciate it. Uh, that's definitely a thing you could do. You look on our site and all that stuff about how to do that. Right. Because I just right. show up and be Starfire. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I think that's it of all my stuff. Yeah. I think. We'll awesome. Good job. <laughs> thank you for coming down. This yeah, awesome. no, thank awesome. you so thank much. You uh, it was, again, it was, it was our pleasure and uh, continued <laughs> success and, uh, we hope everything goes really well for you. Please come back. Oh, yes, I please. will. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I still feel like we, we always feel like we have you know much more to talk about. We could about. definitely talk another hour on this. We want to because we didn't even get into the Frankenstein thing. We and didn't. We, and I want to, yeah. Frankenstein, I'll talk about your, your again, musical background with your parents or your mom yeah, and stuff. So again, some Frankenstein gets slept on. I, well, I literally <laughs> yes. just. Even when we're trying not to sleep on yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I just finished. My, my boyfriend is actually moving here from Chicago mm. in two days now. Nice. Um, exciting. We've been long distance for three years. But good I just. Lord, that's a lot. Of, yes. Good, yeah. good on you. Um, But I just finished. I redecorated my bedroom. So because it's all pink. And mm. I was like, no, so I don't want to. Yeah. Like, he doesn't care. But I was like, I'll for him. So I just put up. I got uh, 
Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein silhouettes to put over my, my bed. Me and my like, wife have Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein above our bed. I like, knew there was a reason I liked you. On my side, it's Frankenstein. On her side, it's Bride of Just Frankenstein. Just like a, like yeah. a vinyl oh, sticky uh, thingy? No, it's artwork. Oh, See, it's artwork is, that we have framed that I bought at a, vinyls, a Comic-Con. Nice. Yeah. that's Well, when, he, when if we get to that point, I, I want to write Frankenstein wedding. So it's like... That's gonna happen. That's awesome. <laughs> we met working at a haunted house. So. I didn't no, know. that's cool. See, look at that. Yeah, mm. explains everything. Right, absolutely. <laughs> right on. Well, cool, cool, cool. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, we cannot wait to have you back. Yeah. Uh, please share this with every fucking buddy so they can hear more about you. And the because I saw a comment when I when I put out that you were going to be on the show that mm-hmm. s- somebody said, uh, finally you you're getting like the exposure. Some exposure I saw that too this morning. Yeah, so fucking share the shit with everybody I and will. let them know that you're going to be on you. the show so that they can hear you and hear from you and hear what you're about and hopefully this is the jump start of what is a great career in cosplay. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's like absolutely. I'm starting to get there. I'm making right? like baby, baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Little strides here and there. It'll all add up one day. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, for episode, what is this, 57? 57. Yeah. 50, 57. Yeah. <laughs> I have a Chevy 57 in it. What do you, I, I don't mean know what you said. I, I have no idea what Is it the vodka about. talking? <laughs> Perhaps. It's not, not the vodka talking. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, Perchance. Perchance. Perhaps a dream. <laughs> Wait, no, whatever. Anyway. Uh, for episode number 57 uh, of the Cube Podcast, uh, I am KC. With me as always is... Jeremy. And Cheyenne. And we'll see you guys next time inside the Cube. Thank you for listening to the Cube Podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions for the show, hit us up on Twitter at Streaming the Cube, the Cube Podcast at gmail.com, our Facebook page, or visit us at www.thecubepodcast.com.